Welcome to the One Stiletto in the Grave podcast with your hosts, Sonny Ormond and Jane James. Well, hello, everyone. It's that festive time of year again. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, yes, it is. We talk pantos and parties, Santas and sleighs, carols and choirs. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> All things Christmassy. It's a cracker of a show. Here's Janie. It's that time of year again, isn't it? The Ambridge Christmas Show. There have been a few <laughs> of those over the years, haven't there, Sonny? Oh, there certainly have. Uh, but, of co- yeah, normally it's the pantomime, isn't it? Linda Snell's famous pantomimes. Um, although there have been over the years uh, shows as well, just ordin- ordinary shows. Yeah. This year it, it, it seems um, that it's it's the choirs, doesn't it? It's the Battle of the Choirs, it seems, at well, the moment yeah. in Ambridge. We don't know yet, do we? We are recording this. Um, on Friday, there's something or other, just the Friday before Christmas, and yeah. we don't know whether the two choirs will merge, murder each other. No. We, we just don't know, do we? We we have no, have no idea. idea at all. I mean, I know uh, the last listen I had, George wanted to get out of the choir, so yes, yes. no idea, no idea what what will be happening. Mm. But um, yes, it's it's a bit of a, a of a move away from the Christmas shows. I mean, last year <clears throat> it was, uh, of course. excuse me listeners a frog in the throat uh it was the well i did the nativity play because um it it was it's the mystery place wasn't it it's the mystery plays and i was actually in the nativity play yeah uh or lillian was in the nativity play of course she was playing angel gabriel which i thought was interesting casting uh but (laughs) and i think i also played uh herod's servant as well which was quite uh, quite an interesting double yeah. Uh, but yes, over the years, I've I've been in quite a few. I mean, I was in Mother Goose. I, I played the Good Fairy in, in Mother Goose. Again, interesting casting. Um, the, the one I remember particularly was Snow White. This was years and years ago. And I played the Mirror. Or Lillian oh. played the Mirror, the voice of the Mirror. <laughs> and she was caught smoking. <laughs> behind the flat on oh, stage as she was waiting for her cue I do remember that, it was very very funny Oh I'm um, sure Linda Snell had something to say about that Oh she certainly did, yes there was there was a bit of a to-do uh, about all that and of course Lillian couldn't understand you know, why she shouldn't be smoking, she was bored stiff she yeah. probably had a gin in her hand as well I would imagine at the same time um, and uh, we did Calendar Girls You did, course. that was that was delightful I thought and again, yeah. uh, not not what we normally think of as a Christmas show, but um, uh, very, yeah, no, that was very enjoyable. It but was this, enjoyable. But this year, Linda is not involved in the choirs, is she? And I thought there was a bylaw in Ambridge that nobody was allowed to put on a Christmas production without Linda Snell being involved. So I'm yeah. confident expecting Harrison to turn up and close the whole thing down before it starts. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what's going to be happening and where they're going to be doing this, you know, on the green. Uh, where's it all supposed to be happening? Um, I don't know. I, it's a good question. The other thing I never know about the shows in Ambridge is who is the audience because every bugger is in it. So <laughs> there's know. nobody left to watch it unless they kind I of know. Pu- sort of push the people, the old folk from the laurels who don't have any choice in it, sort of... Yeah into the village hall or wherever it might be and subject them to this as some sort of medieval torture. Indeed. I don't know. But everybody's know. in it. Yeah, I know. They're bussed in. They're bussed in from different areas of Borsetshire, clearly. You know. Do you think? Yeah, like shouting and screaming, no, no, we do not want another. <laughs> um, 
which pantomime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's what's happening. That or maybe it, it? They, yeah, somebody turns up and goes, "Would you like to go to the Ambridge pantomime?" Yes, oh, no, yes. we wouldn't. Oh yes, you would. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's very, very good. Yes, 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 indeed. So um, you're very right. Uh, yes, I think it is all the all the other folk of Borsetshire who are bussed in clearly, and and they are forced by Linda Snell. Um, their arms are twisted to come to the pantomime. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or, or those you say this year the choirs. Yes, then. And this year, of course, there's been a uh, shock horror nativity play at the school, hasn't there? I know, I know, I know. So it was, a, it was a shock to me that there is a school because I've no <laughs> idea where it is. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's very true. And of course, Rosie, little mm-hmm. Rosie Pip's daughter, mm-hmm. um, and and is is, uh, is is playing. Well, she was playing a spider wasn't she? Yes. Uh, very she successfully, was. apparently. She was brilliant. I, I'm quite interested to know what she was doing in the stable. Maybe she was weaving some sort of web over Jesus to protect him from the flies from the cows. I, 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 I don't know what her role was, quite. I've no idea. I, I, in the readings that I have done, not that I'm a, not, I'm a biblical scholar, Sonny, by any means, <laughs> but I don't recall mention of spiders no. in the Christmas story. I no reason why they shouldn't have been there, I suppose, no. but no, and were there mosquitoes too? Like that? Well, I don't know. They possibly could. Um, and indeed, and, and apparently, um, uh, little Rose's performance was likened to being a tarantula. I understand, as opposed oh, to your I common see. or garden spider. So uh, she sounds like she was particularly physically active. It seems to me. Yeah. If she was a tarantula, maybe they all fled when they saw the spider. <gasps> Fear! Shepherds! Did. Shepherds fleeing! Kings fleeing! Perhaps they did. Perhaps they did. I was also terribly impressed that um, that our mother had managed to just mentioned airily. I think that she'd uh, not made the costume but got it from a fancy dress shop. It's like, where do you get what fancy dress shops have got spider <laughs> costumes for small children? Well, quite. And and it also begs the question of what is a spider costume? Do you know what I mean? How what does it look like really? I don't really want to think tentacles. about it. Not yeah, quite. But not so much tentacles as legs, I suppose. That'd be an octopus, wouldn't it? Yes. Maybe she was an octopus. Well, maybe, maybe. But clearly it was a a successful costume, um, it it appears. Unlike her friend's costume, who was a sheep. Um, Apparently that was all made at the last minute. But there we go. But yeah, I mean, it just made me think as well of nativity plays and children's shows that I was in or children were in. You know, did did you do a lot of shows when you were little? Were you in a lot of shows? Uh, I remember being in one when I was quite little, a Christmas mm-hmm. show. So I was probably mm-hmm. about three or four. So this is my first stage appearance, and one of the reasons why I I now I went into writing, so I didn't have to perform again. I had a <laughs> one of those little drums around my neck. So the idea was that there were th- four of us banging a drum, you know, the little drummer boy, rumpa pum pum, all that kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. you took your drum off from around your neck and did the next thing, sort of grabbed a lamb or something, and went into being shepherds but I couldn't get the drum off so consequently I just continued to bang my drum (laughs) through the entire nativity so poor Mary was giving birth with a sort of demented drummer person uh, (laughs) keeping pace with her contractions and uh, completely upstaged everybody else so it was yes and I was quite upset at not being able to extricate myself from this ruddy drum. Oh, I'm sure yeah. you would have been. Did you cry? Were you a little crying drummer girl? I wasn't. No, no. I've I've mm. faced it. I, you know, I've, I've toughed <laughs> it out. Faced it. 
Womanfully, you faced it. I did, or childfully, really, as I was at the time. (laughs) I'm sure that your childhood appearances in his visual plays were a lot better than mine. Well, I'm not sure they were, quite frankly, Janie. I mean, I I do remember that the role of Mary was always coveted, and I desperately Mm. wanted to play. We all wanted to play Mary. Even the little boys wanted to play Mary. Um, And, uh, but I I remember I was a shepherd, um, and I was a king. Oh, I like being a king. Oh, I was a king that was Do nice, I like being a king. Yeah. You scored if you were a king, didn't you? You know, yeah. like, um, and I remember being an angel once, and I remember being berated by the teacher because there were several angels in this particular activity play, and we'd obviously been instruction given instructions to take back to mothers and grandmothers who were making these costumes that these, when we knelt down, that these um costumes should come like, you know, an inch above the knee, so that we all looked as if we were all kind of equal. Well, I remember my grandmother who made my costume and taken it upon herself to ignore the teacher's wishes and just do her own thing. And I remember being shouted at because the length of mine was was too high above my knee. I do remember that. Oh, my dear. So you were sort of like a mini-skirted angel. I was. Probably was a bit... Probably could see my my navy blue knickers. Probably not very pleasant, really, that was it. Not very angelic. Not very angelic. But... um. No, I and I did I did get to play Mary um, eventually. Oh, I, did absolutely you? marvelous! Oh yes, absolutely marvelous. Um, so yes, but no nativity plays, and there's always the child that cries, and there's always the child that's sick, and you know, there's there's child that, that wets themselves as well. Indeed, that's, that's indeed, a one, indeed. Isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Child yeah, that yeah. drops Jesus on his head. Yeah. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And, uh, you know, Joseph picking his nose and all that sort of thing, you know. But we still love it, don't we? We We do. We just still go, oh. Today's podcast is sponsored by Turtle Doves. Turtle Doves recycle pre-loved cashmere jumpers to make beautiful accessories. Their best-selling fingerless gloves come in a large variety of colours to brighten or complement any outfit. The benefit of keeping your wrist covered throughout the day will help maintain warm, cosy fingers. Other accessories include neck warmers, loops, scarves, beanies and baby booties. All super soft and luxurious to the touch with great eco-credentials. Turtle Doves. The perfect present this Christmas to keep your loved ones warm. No, I, I remember uh, years and years and years ago, um, it just reminds me, doing Shirley Valentine. I don't know if anybody out there has ever seen the play Shirley Valentine, but there's a wonderful section where Shirley describes her son, Brian, um, playing Joseph. Uh, in the nativity play and Brian takes it upon himself to go off script and so they get to the innkeeper and you know says we need a room for the night and the innkeeper said well I'm sorry you know there ain't a room here which is according to the story but Brian uh, uh, Shirley's son decides to come off script and he says but we booked <laughs> I do remember that but we booked and the little innkeeper you know not knowing what to do with himself I do remember it's a brilliant story it always brings uh, the house down it's, it's a great little uh, love a great nativ- nativity story um but yeah terrific, yeah. terrific. <laughs> and did, did you go to pantos and things oh yeah you? I went when to the panto in? every year loved that mm. loved it have um, you got a favorite one favorite panto um no, I just loved them all. I just loved mm. the magic of it. We we didn't go to theatre much, so it was just this magical thing that happened once a year, and I, I just knew that I absolutely adored it and just wanted to be in the theatre forever. I, I, it was just 
just the magic of the whole thing. Mm. You, mm. Did you do the annual panto? Yeah, we did. And I, I loved, uh, it was just the excitement of it all, wasn't it? And the interaction uh, with the characters mm. on stage. And, you know, you often sort of have little, I don't know, whirly, giggy sort of flaggy things or lights that you were in the audience with and mm. um, playing with. And then the, the actors used to come into the audience often, didn't they? You know, yeah. And yeah. they would run around and they would do, and they would, every, the kids were all screaming. No, I loved it. I loved it. Aww. I loved it. And then, of course, you graduated to big in Christmas shows as an actor, didn't you? Well, of course. You see, that was the next thing. It, indeed, it was, in fact, my very first or one of the very first shows that I did when I left drama school, which was in mid-70s, um, was uh, Dick Whittington Pantomime um, at Wimbledon Theatre. Oh! Um, Jimmy, yes, near, near where you well. used to live. Yeah, yeah. indeed. And uh, Jimmy Tarbuck was actually playing Dick oh, Whittington at the time. Uh, but I was also under, I was an acting ASM. And what that means is acting assistant stage manager. And in those days, it, I, I was trying to get weeks on my equity card because in those yeah. days you had to have an equity card to work. So I wasn't particularly good at stage management, I have to say. So, But I was also understudying the cat. <gasps> and yes, 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 yes. And I lived in fear and dread of the guy who was playing the cat you know, uh, not being able to perform because I would have to get into his hot, sweaty costume. He was a lovely oh. guy, wasn't that? But, you know, I just dreaded all that. But, 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 having thought that I got away with the role of the cat some sometime later, I actually did play the cat in Dick Whittington. Did you? Um, yes, I did at the uh, the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury. Mm-hmm. And I, it was an extraordinary time. It is very, because I'm very small, you see, so I was a natural casting cat, as they were, for the cat. But my costume... <laughs> because you know theatres try and keep things uh, as cheaply as possible my costume was actually made by the local students of the design college mm-hmm. and what they hadn't done when they made my costume was to put any air holes in the <gasps> costume and of course you know you are completely enclosed in this thing with, oh, with a head and everything else and folk will know who've seen Dick Whittington that at the end of the play there is a fight between the rat and the cat Mm-hmm. And it's quite an energetic thing, it has to be said. And you're pretty knackered by the time you get to the end of the play anyway, because you've been, you know, frolicking about in this costume for quite a while before that. Um, and I just thought one day I almost died in this. Co- and then finally I went to the wardrobe department and said, I cannot work in this costume. I am just so hot. I'm dying. And they suddenly realised that the design students hadn't put any air holes in it at all. So there was no way for my body to breathe. <laughs> It would have been like a, it'd have been like a turkey in a roasting bag. Absolutely, I would. You know, I was just, I was like a tomato when I came Poor off stage. Girl. I was so red. It was oh. just a nightmare. So yes, Dick Whittington has pursued me. Um, uh, but it's a great, it's a great show actually. Dick Whittington, isn't it? It's a great so show. When, but yeah. when you're when you're an actor and you're in a Christmas mm. pantomime or Christmas show or something like that, do you? Because mm. you're you're performing right up to Christmas Eve aren't you usually absolutely yeah do you yeah, get yeah, to yeah. go home for Christmas or well, well it depends where you are really you know it depends where home is and where you're actually performing and, wh- and which theatre that you're performing in um a lot of time people didn't they were so exhausted they would just sort of you know completely sleep through Christmas day because they were so oh. tired because it, it's it was hard it's hard work it still is hard work you know often you were doing three shows a day um so starting maybe at 10 and then you do two you know do a matinee yeah. and then you do an evening show so it was fairly fairly relentless um it has to be said and you did get to a point where you were got your calendar and you were ticking the performances mm-hmm. performances off but it, it it is good fun 
pantomime and, uh, you know, is, is, is good fun. And I remember doing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as a Christmas show um, one, one, one year as well. And, and I remember we had a terrible technical and a tech is when, you know, you're literally working through all the technical aspects of the show. And yeah. normally you would do a technical in the afternoon or the day before, and then you would do a dress rehearsal, yeah. uh, probably two dress rehearsals before you did the show. But in this particular case, we just ran out of time doing the tech. So we never, ever had run the show. And we'd never, ever teched the very last act. And I do remember I was playing a character called Veruca Salt. And, and in this particular show, what happened to Veruca Salt, because she was so vile, um, that she was somehow, her legs, <laughs> it's very cruel, it's real dull, isn't it? But somehow she could no longer use her legs. And so um, what they did there, they put me in a, in, a, in a scooter. And I used to come on stage. Somebody would drive me on this scooter with my feet in the scooter in foam so it looked like you know she couldn't use her right. legs and because we hadn't done a proper tech we actually did the t- curtain call but everybody out somebody had wheeled me on for the curtain call but we hadn't done the exit of the curtain call and suddenly I, everybody had gone but me on the stage oh, on no. my own still on this scooter thinking what do I do now oh, this is kind of embarrassing and then one of the other actors must have gone into the wings turned around seen that I was still on there and came and dragged me off it was it was a little oh, embarrassing sorry. but I do I do remember that we, we were flying by the seat of our pants on that particular show because um and the director I do remember at the end of the show it was a huge hit actually but the director was so stressed out that when we got into the bar he was lying on the floor in a drunken stupor because he was so stressed out about it all but it's good it's good fun I was just I was about to ask you who directed it but I won't ask you that question don't go there don't go there (laughs) I mean the the other thing that's different I suppose as an actor is that you don't normally have an audience which comprises quite so many children Mm. and that Mm. must be very different to play to yeah it is. It's keeping them under control. And I do remember actually going back to uh, when I was playing the cat at the Marlowe Theatre Canterbury. Uh, one of the scenes was, you know, there used to be the famous chase often into the audience, and uh, th- which everybody loved. And I remember as the cat was was chasing or being chased and this huge, I had in my hand a huge prop string of sausages do you remember all that you know oh, it was all yeah, sort of like, yeah, yeah. and these kids grabbing hold of these sausages as I was trying to be yanking yanking these sausages um I do remember that you you yes you, you risk life and limb when you ran into the audience actually and of course because as the cat I had a tail as well so that was another thing oh. to hang on to that okay. was all pretty scary I used to rather dread that I used to rather dread the the um uh, the, the audience participation aspect of it, but no, it was it was good fun. I mean, you just had to keep them under control a bit, really. That 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 was all. But you know, it's great to look out there and the children enjoying it all so much. Yeah. It's, it's really great fun. And yeah. in fact, I've, I've I've actually got tickets um, for Mother Goose. You know, Ian McKellen uh, uh, going going to you. say uh, yeah yeah, and John Bishop. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. It's had great reviews actually, so I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing um, seeing him as Dame. Um, oh, that would be in, lovely. Yeah. It would be great because yeah, he, be he does a he does a he's done Dame quite a bit, hasn't yeah, he? And yeah, yeah, and a yeah. good Dame is, yeah, a, no, a, a, good, really a good, good Dame makes a panto, doesn't it? Really, absolutely, absolutely, really, really does. Um, yeah. I always remember actually in the, <laughs> when I was doing um, the Wimbledon Theatre show when I was understudying, we had um, an actor called Hugh Lloyd. Do you remember Hugh Lloyd? He was he I was a, a, an oak. Yeah. Well, he, he used to be in Terry and June, didn't he? That's right. And yeah. he was playing Dame, and a very fine Dame he was. Ooh. But one day he came on stage a little too enthusiastically, tripped and fell into the audience. <gasps> no. Yeah. 
because he did one of those fake trips, you know, that often they do, yeah, yeah. but he just mistimed it. And the next thing we knew, we heard the terrible drums and the crashing of cymbals. And poor old Hugh was, was and it's a big theatre, Wimbledon Theatre, so it was is. quite a big it's drop. It's a long drop. Yeah, but bless his heart, he was all right. But yeah, that's, Does he? you did can he get risk life and limb. Did he get yeah, back he was, up again? He did, I think. It can't be easy, because hmm. the Dane costumes are so complicated and there's so yeah. many of them. That yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that the, the main thing you want of an understudy is at the same height, the same size, because you can't Absolutely. you can't adjust them, can you, if no. if the understudy's a bit bigger or a bit smaller and has to go no. on. Absolutely. And that was why I was so worried about understudying the cat at Wimbledon, as you can imagine, because yeah. it was only one costume. <laughs> oh dear. But no, poor old Hugh. But no, he was okay, but uh, you know, he could have really, really hurt himself very badly. Um so you risk life and limb a bit when you're doing panto. <laughs> do don't you Mm. i remember when our kids were little i don't know if this still happens i think cadbury started to sponsor some pantomimes so there would be a point in the proceedings where the dame or somebody chucked a load of chocolate bars into the audience which i think was a huge mistake because the focus of the children was then no longer on the stage but on fighting Mm. each other for a curly whirly Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then, of course, eventually, what would happen? The, the dame often would 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 invite children up on stage to yes. talk to them. Do you remember all that? I do. Um, and uh, you know, some children were desperate to do that, weren't they? And yes. you know, say embarrassing things about the family once they got up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, good old panto. And of course, you know, years ago, particularly when I was a young actor, every repertory theatre would do a Christmas show or a panto. And yeah. there are pantos now, but not. And you learned an awful lot as an actor. You learned your craft a lot, actually, as a young actor doing pantomime, because so much of it was about audience participation and the interaction with the audience. And you learned a lot yeah. about timing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, good fun. Very good fun. Yeah, it must have been fun, and I imagine that there's a lot of sort of camaraderie about it because you have to get on with people if you're doing three shows a day. Yeah, yeah, sort of you do quite over Christmas, apart from apart from Christmas Day itself. Yeah, yeah, you do. You know, you do, and and you work hard, you play hard in those sort of situations, oh. really. Um, but and of course, off, often you used to get maybe you still do. I don't know. Santas would appear, wouldn't they, sometimes in pantomime as yeah, well? Yeah, you would get a Santa, wouldn't you? Yeah, you often would you would. Santa. Often you would. Um and uh yeah. Did 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 you go and visit when you were a child? Did you go and visit Santa and we grottos did. anyway? We used to go to Rackham's. So I grew up in Birmingham, there was a Rackham's mm. and uh yeah, that was a big highlight for the going to going to Santa's grotto in Rackham's. We went to Rackham's because that was like the posh I say Rackham's a lot because that was the posh <laughs> for, for Birmingham, that was the equivalent of Harrods, you see. So that's yes. We didn't go to Lewis's, we went to Rackham's. My mother's very, very Definitely, that people should know that that's where we've gone. Did you? Did you do? A, I mean, they're nothing like they were, are they? No Santa's grottos. Did you? Did you do a grotto when you were a kid? Mm. Yeah, a bit like you going to Birmingham. We used to go to Manchester. That was it. Was a really big treat. We would go to Manchester. We go to Lewis's. That was a right. huge store. And yeah, they always did a fantastic grotto there and um, elves and things like that and it was magical it was magical actually it was lovely wasn't it, wasn't it? yeah um it, it it well how about your girls did they did they enjoy and do all that um i think that the not so much i think the the, mm. the santa's grotto thing had, had degenerated into one slightly drunk man in a <laughs> not very clean suit um in the middle of the toy department by the time the, the grotto oh, was gone and uh, certainly my younger daughter was 
ambivalent a bit about Santa. I remember saying to us, we, we used to have presents under the tree and then they would have like a, a stocking at the end of their bed. Mm. But um, but she said, she said, I'm really not very happy about, uh, about an old man with a beard coming into my bedroom while I'm asleep. She said, do you think Santa <laughs> would mind leaving my stocking presents outside the door? And when she said that, I thought that is actually a very reasonable request mm. because... Mm. We spend so much time teaching our children to be wary of strangers that it does seem very strange to then say, open up your bedroom to strange old men. Yes, yes. Who she had a point. Before. So I think yes. she had a point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What, about, what about your son, mm. Jake? Did he, was he a Santa yeah. fan? Oh, he was very enthusiastic about that. You know, couldn't couldn't wait. We used to um, we used to have a pillowcase um, at the end right. of the bed that that was left for Santa, and uh, you know, we used to have a mince pie and a glass of sherry left for him um, downstairs. Uh, and uh, oh yes, you know, went to bed very early actually mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve as a consequence. Um, see what Santa had um, possibly left. Um, no, it was it was always very magical, and it was it was always great fun. One particular Christmas, I do remember. Um, he was getting to the stage where we were thinking he's still believing, but he thought mm-hmm. we've got to make sure that he still, you know, believes in all this. And uh, it had been snowing outside um, mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, which had been perfect. It was rare for that to happen. And uh, Jake, it was a very curious child. He was always asking lots of rather complicated questions about Santa. We thought we've got to do something here to persuade him that this is really, really happening. So we decided that what we would do, we would get some flour, white flour, and we would throw it onto the kitchen floor, which was the tile floor, and we'd get some very big boots that we'd got, and we would put imprints of the boot onto the flour, so that in the morning, because that particular present, big present that he was having that year, was actually in in the uh, in the kitchen area. It was it was oh. too big to sort of take anywhere else. You see. So uh, we lured him down. He'd have open presents. And he said, but I haven't got what you should have got. I said, well, maybe he just couldn't get it up the stairs. He's an old man. You know, he's got to do a lot. Let's go and have a look downstairs, see if there's anything downstairs. And of course, we opened the kitchen door. And to his great delight, you could see on the floor these huge imprints and his little face. It was one of the best Christmas gifts I've ever had. It was wonderful. And there around the corner was the gift that he wanted. But yeah, we were rather proud of ourselves. We thought we'd done well that Christmas. It may, And I think it's something he does remember actually uh very so very well we, we really lovely. enjoyed that yeah it was good I, fun. It was good and you fun. did uh, <laughs> so you took him you took him to lapland didn't you we One did year. you know i'm so pleased we we, we did that you, did you ever do that you did, no. didn't do that no. with the girls um yeah it was uh it was it was great because it was a day trip, you know, and you, you had to leave oh, very, very early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. We went from Birmingham and uh, very early in the morning and we got there and uh, it was quite magical because obviously it was very, very cold. and There was lots of snow and we had to put these, uh, you know, outdoor clothes on, really thick mm-hmm. clothes. And then we got in the sleigh and we were fled then into the countryside with these huskies through the snow and then every now and again little elves would jump out from behind trees and things like that it was really really magical I mean just flew along um, on these sleighs and then we arrived at the sort of area where 
where Father Christmas was, um, which was wonderful. And there was toboggan rides and there was all sorts of things like that. And we had a meal and then we went to see Father Christmas. And it was terribly, terribly exciting. And then, you know, eventually we, we, we returned home in the dark. And it was very, very magical, got on the plane and and, and away we went. You couldn't quite believe that you'd have that experience. But it, it really was worth mm. it. it. It was really, really magical. I'm really glad that we did that, actually. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. very special. How old was he when you did that? I'm trying to think, you know, as you say that, I think he was probably about nine, eight or nine, maybe a nice. bit younger. Not sure. Not sure. Uh, maybe younger, six, six, seven. I lose track a okay. bit. But yeah, it was very, very magical. And I can remember he and Sue hurtling along in a toboggan because it was so icy. It was so yeah. icy. It was really icy. And in actual fact, we <laughs> there were some skidoos. We'd actually taken my mother with me and my mother found this is the sad part That's of the right. story. My mother fell off a skidoo and actually broke her arm or broke her That's shoulder. Actually. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that was a bit of a downside to it. But we didn't know that she'd done that properly until we got home, Warwick Hospital. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was it was so icy. That was the thing, you know. It was so, so very icy. But, um, yeah. Oh, I went <laughs> she, Magical trip to Lapland. Yeah. Sort of bookended yeah. by trips to Warwick Hospital. It was, it was, it was a bit. And I, I can always remember when we got to Warwick Hospital, my mother was finally seen in A and E and this doctor saying to her, um, you know, well, how have you done this? How 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 have you done it? She, well, I, I went to see Santa in Lapland. And he looked at her like, you know, oh, yes. And how many gins have you had, madam? You know, I do remember. She did. In fairness to her, she took it in great good part, bless her heart, actually, because, you know, she could have been really, really nasty. But anyway, that was <laughs> that was the end to our Lapland adventure, it has to be said. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I don't know. It was great. But I do remember, yeah, we came home with gifts and things from, from Father Christmas and we also came home with a whole load of crackers and and things like that. I do remember on the on the plane, people were sort of fighting each other with the crackers that they'd been given. I do remember right. that. You know. So were you, yeah. were you pulling the crackers on the plane? We were pulling the crackers out. It was the right cracker. We were pulling the crackers on the plane. It was oh, great. You probably <laughs> couldn't do that now, could you? I mean, we, we went to buy a box of crackers the other day and we had to have our age checked because they're because they contain explosives. Like, yeah. so, oh, because be, they don't it really yeah so honestly so you probably wouldn't be able to have crackers on a plane anymore wow, so you need to treasure me. that memory for something indeed. that indeed i didn't know that, that i didn't know because we're a great cracker people here at home actually we always tend to have crackers you, Christmas you, time. you are completely crackers we are completely crackers because we like our paper hats and things like you that, do you, know? you do at christmas yeah whenever we come to you around christmas time there's there's always a cracker to pull it's a cracker there's always a cracker yeah um, that's for sure uh, yeah and i love you see i love the jokes because i like stupid jokes and i love i love the jokes um in in christmas crackers they're and in good fact, aren't they yeah 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 yeah. i think you might have a couple of jokes yeah. as well mind you from a christmas cracker i could do you a yeah i could do you a christmas cracker joke oh god go on good do me one okay do, do us do one. one i'll do you one I'll yeah do yeah one yeah now. please please okay here yeah, we go. go on go on okay. yeah 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 what mm-hmm. What do Santa's little helpers learn at school? The alphabet. <laughs> That's a cracker. Okay, I got one for you now. I Go got on. one for you now. Okay, okay. What kind of motorbike does Santa ride? A Holly Davidson. Oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love I like it. That. Go on. I like that. Have you got another one? Have you got another I one? Have, Go on, I'll do another one. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why does Santa have three gardens? I don't know why does Santa have three gardens? So he can ho ho ho. Uh, uh, uh. You see, I love it. 
I just love them. Okay, one more, one more, one more, one more. On. Okay, Go okay. On. Um, what do you get <clears throat> if you wait for it? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's making me laugh already. Oh, what do you get if you cross Santa with a duck? What'd you get, Jamie? Do you don't know? know what? No, what do you get? <laughs> you get a Christmas quacker. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think on that though, I think. We... I think. <laughs> then we better say goodbye. Happy Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to our One Stiletto in the Grave podcast. If you'd like to see behind-the-scenes clips and bonus content, please visit our Facebook page, One Stiletto in the Grave podcast. And if you'd like to ask any questions, follow us on Twitter at One Stiletto 65. This podcast is produced by Raggedy House Productions and the music composed by Tom Smith. See you next time!